Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hmm. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Well, we've got a great topic for you. And without mentioning any names to our audience, the title of this book is Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. And they are narcissists, sociopaths, and other high-conflict personalities. We all know some of them. My guest is Bill Eddy. He's the co-founder and president of the High Conflict Institute. Bill Eddy is a certified family law specialist and senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center in San Diego. He's also a licensed clinical social worker and part-time faculty at Pepperdine University School of Law. Welcome, Bill. Thank you so much, Patricia. I'm glad to be on. All right. What inspired you to write The Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life? Well, after 30 years of working as a therapist, as a lawyer, and as a mediator, I really saw the patterns that the most difficult cases had, and they tended to be personality patterns rather than issues. Some people could resolve the same issues easily, but people with high-conflict personalities just seem stuck in conflict. So I wrote this book to try to help people not get into situations where they end up talking to a lawyer or a mediator to help them get out or manage the situation. So my goal was really to inform people as early as possible to watch out and manage these situations. So what's the difference between someone with this high-conflict personality and somebody who really has a personality disorder? Well, the high-conflict personalities have this pattern that I recognized in conflict situations. So they basically have four characteristics, a preoccupation with blaming others, so they have a target of blame. It could be their neighbor, could be their spouse, could be a coworker, another family member, and they blame that person for everything, including their own behavior. You know, you made me do this. It's all your fault. The second characteristic is a lot of all or nothing thinking. They tend to see people as all good or all bad. Of course, they see themselves as all good. Um, They see problems as all this way or all that way. They have a hard time really refining their thinking. The third characteristic is unmanaged emotions. And so they often get distracted because they get upset. And they spend a lot of time defending themselves from the past, saying, I had a right to do that. You shouldn't have done what you did. It's hard getting them to focus forward on the future. And the fourth characteristic is extreme behavior. They often engage in behavior that 90% of people would never do. This could be punching a hole in the wall. Yeah, Mm. punching a hole in the wall, um, sabotaging a coworker's project, getting the coworker in trouble, spreading rumors on the internet that they know are false, uh, stealing, hitting people. All of these types of things generally show a high conflict personality pattern. So that's the four characteristics of the high conflict personality. Then I talk about personality disorders, but I'll give you a moment here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I'm listening to what you're saying, 
And to me, it sounds like a personality disorder. I know it doesn't, but to me, it does. So explain the difference. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of overlap. It may be half of people with personality disorder, maybe two-thirds, have this high-conflict personality pattern. Okay. But as a therapist, I've worked with many people with personality disorders who didn't have a target of blame. So let's say someone with borderline personality disorder, they switch back and forth between love and hate. Uh, they have a hard time managing their emotions. Um, they like you one minute, and a minute later, they're outraged and furious, you know, screaming, yelling, throwing things, whatever. And, and I've worked with people like that who've actually made progress, um, but they don't have a target of blame. They're not saying it's all one person's fault. In cases where they have had a target of blame, I've had them in high-conflict divorce cases, um, neighbor disputes, uh, sometimes a family member who they're not getting divorced from, but they just have a roller coaster relationship with. So, so that's the difference is really if they have a target of blame or not. Because, yes, you're right that people with personality disorders have a tendency towards a high conflict personality. Mm-hmm. And people who have, um, oh, it, it's, it's very common, uh, not just borderline, but when you uh, have that depression that goes in and out, what is that called? You're depressed one minute and then you're not. There. Well, if, if, if someone has a depression, some people, if they, if they have a personality disorder, depression seems there's a higher incidence of that because they're frustrating themselves and they feel depressed about it. They may have a, a high conflict personality blaming somebody for things, or they might not. Um, I'm not sure if that was your question. I'm trying to remember. I'm looking it up as we're talking. Bipolar. That was what it was. How does bipolar fit into this? Oh, oh okay. I, in fact, I was thinking maybe that's what you were getting at. Yeah, bipolar. I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bipolar, people often confuse with borderline. Bipolar is when people have a manic episode, say, for a week or two. They're high energy. They don't sleep. They're buying. They're spending. They're talking to everybody. They're meeting strangers, bringing them home, whatever. And then they have a period of depression, two or three months. And so that bipolar is kind of a, there's a long-term mood swings. Borderline personality has mood swings within minutes. And so these two terms are often confused. So I'm so glad that you asked this question. So if someone is suddenly angry with you and then they suddenly turn it off and they're friendly and then they're angry again, that's more likely a borderline pattern. The bipolar pattern really is weeks and months. But I want to mention that the research shows that there's actually a higher incidence of bipolar disorder for people with borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder. So it can be confusing because you may see both both types of behavior. Bill, Bill, are these things partially genetic and hereditary or are they learned behaviors because they work? 
They're, they tend to be a combination. Some people are born with uh, more of a tendency towards these personality disorders. And I must say that sociopathic or antisocial personalities are, seem to be the most biological of these, that they seem to be. Some people just are born with that and just have a family history um, going down. There may be several generations with one or two people with that, but not everybody has that personality mm-hmm. disorder in the family. So mm-hmm. environment plays a role too, especially early childhood environment. So if a child grows up with real insecure attachments to their parents, maybe because of substance abuse or some other problem, then they really um, may develop uh, a dysfunctional way of relating to people in a close relationship. Because that's what these personality problems tend to show up in close relationships and that's where you get your training for close relationships yeah. as early childhood. In childhood. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. But, but let me add a third factor and that's culture. Culture can also influence. So, you know, a whole generation can have a cultural tendency. Like say if you were born in nineteen twenty, the 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 generation called the, the greatest generation um, they had a real kind of self-sacrificing approach mm-hmm. and didn't want to talk about problems and let's take mm-hmm. care of other things. Let's work hard and do stuff. Whereas, say, if you're born in 1980, then we have much more narcissism now right. in our right. child rearing right. so that everybody has a little bit more of that. Interesting. So culture, like, environment. Yeah, and like and when you said that, I thought of people born in the 30s or 40s um, in terms of Holocaust survivors born in the 20s. You know, that there is a whole cultural thinking there. Absolutely, yes. And yeah. so a, a very um, different approach to uh, problem-solving, relationships, etc., uh, people today, in many ways, are too trusting. And I think Holocaust survivors certainly learned you've got to be very careful and who you trust with what information uh, could be a life and death matter. Whereas for day, today, you know, look, look on the Internet and Facebook and stuff, people are sharing all kinds of things <laughs> that yeah. no one yeah. would have thought of. Well, there's years. a fine line, as you said. You don't want to not trust people to the point that you don't talk to them either. So there's a, there's a line there, and it's, it's where that line is, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's a And a lot, that's, a lot that's what my, my book mm-hmm. is about, is trying to help people have skills to kind of know who to relate to in which way so that you're not too caught by surprise, but you're also not always afraid. Oh, that's great. All right, we've got like three minutes to break, so let's start this part, which we're going to cover after the break, which is how we might deal with a family member who has a high-conflict personality. Well, first of all, with with all people, not just family members, I'll talk about the CARS method, which is C-A-R-S. It's for connecting, analyzing, responding, and setting limits. So I'll get started on that. First, whether it's a family member or anyone, you want to connect with them in a positive way. So even if they're angry at you, you want to say, you know, gee, I see you're having a hard day. Let's talk about it. Or, um, you know, I've, I've, I've got to go now, but good luck with that. 
or, you know, tell me more. I want to understand what's going on. Or I really like that, that project you did or how you performed yesterday in that game or at that concert, something like that. So that what we're doing is giving, is we're connecting with them rather than shutting them out, which will just increase their hostility towards us. All right. Then, go ahead. Go ahead on to analyzing. We have another couple minutes. Okay. So then the analyzing step is to focus to get them thinking about their choices and look forward rather than backward for that. So you could say, "Oh, wow, you know, let's say they're complaining about another relative and you don't really want to get too involved in that." And you can say, "Wow, I can see that's a hard one for you." You know, I've seen other people are helped when they've done A or B or C. So maybe you might want to try one of those things. So you want to get them thinking about what to do instead of not doing what they have been doing. And so let's say you're having a, uh, you're going to have a dinner or something like that. And you say, look, you know, I know in the past there's, there's been conflicts have flared up. So, um, I can sit you by so-and-so or by so-and-so. Which would you prefer? And so you're giving them a choice. That makes them use their thinking brain rather than their crisis reacting brain, which is where high-conflict people spend a lot of time. So you want to get them thinking about something like choosing. Or maybe it'd be better not to have that person come to this dinner. So maybe your own decision would be... um, what are my options? My options are to not invite Uncle Joe or to sit him by, you know, Sister Mary or to um, give him a talking to before the dinner. So you've got choices too, and that helps you feel less stressed because you know you're not trapped. You always have choices. All right, and on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking more to Bill Eddy about his five types of people who can ruin your life, identifying and dealing with narcissists, sociopaths, and other high-conflict personalities. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There are so many ways to get your message out into the world. Why wouldn't you use as many media outlets as possible to promote your book, your business, or your brand? So how will you do it? Where will you start? I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. Join us every week on Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. We'll show you how to get the media attention you and your brand deserve. Listen every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Voice America Variety. What defines your success? 
Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. And we are back. And my guest is Bill Eddy. He's the author of the new book, Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life, Identifying and Dealing with Narcissists, Sociopaths, and Other High-Conflict Personalities. Bill Eddy is the co-founder and president of the High Conflict Institute. He's a certified family law specialist and senior family mediator at the National Conflict Resolution Center in San Diego. He's also a licensed social worker and part-time faculty at the Pepperdine University School of Law. Welcome back, Bill. Thanks so much, Patricia. All right, let's talk more about what can you do if you're dealing with one of these high-conflict personalities. And let's just review for just a minute what those high-conflict personalities are and then what are some things that people can do. Okay. Well, the five types of high-conflict personalities, I'll just call them HCPs for short. And by the way, let me mention right now, if you think you recognize someone like this, around you or at work or somewhere, don't tell them you think they have a high-conflict personality. That just always makes people defensive and will just make things worse. They'll make you their target of flame. So the five types, the five types tend to be, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, borderline personality disorder. If that overlaps as a high-conflict personality, then the person says it's all your fault. And when they go into their rage, they blame you and they feel justified. They may feel they have to get revenge and, and prove that they're right and you're wrong. And so it can be really hard. That's one of the targets of blame that I see in high-conflict divorce cases. Also, narcissistic personality disorder. When you have a narcissistic person who has a high-conflict personality, they're always putting you down to put themselves up. And so you get these insults, demeaning comments, and they'll do it publicly. 
They'll even enjoy uh, showing how stupid you are and how successful they are. They talk all the time of winners and losers, and they see everyone around them as losers, and they see themselves as the winner. So that can be really hard. Then the sociopathic HCPs. These are the people, some of them are criminals. They'll steal you blind, maybe even stab you in the back. But in business and in other organizations, um, if they make you their target of blame, they'll lie about you, they'll steal your ideas, they'll claim that they did the good work you did, and they'll blame you for the bad work they did. So they can be one of the most deceiving but aren't they very charming, many of them, the sociopaths? Yes. They're the most charming people in the world. That's why they call them con artists. So yeah. they, often, they often steal you blind and are gone before you realize it because you're feeling good about how, how nice they were to you, how good they made you feel. So mm-hmm. people need to know these personalities are out there and they can hide themselves in today's world more easily than, say, two or three generations ago where people knew people had a history. Are there any clues, Bill? Are there any clues, like little subtle clues that somebody's a sociopath? Oh, subtle clues that they are? It's your gut feelings. Yeah, and that's one thing I mentioned in the book is look at their words, look at your emotions, your gut feelings, and their behavior. So those are things to spot as a way okay. of getting an early warning. And sociopaths okay. are one of the hardest because they work so hard at looking good. And so they get hired. Um, sometimes they get good jobs because they're good at lying to people. And they think, you know, every so often you, you read about someone who, who wasn't really a doctor, but they falsified their background and, and they worked for years as a doctor somewhere and then they get found out. I knew a lawyer who, who wasn't even the name he said he was. He took someone else's name and, and, and law license and one day he got, got found out. This is someone I'd met and talked to and you know they had, they had done an identity theft. They'd actually come from another country and done that. And so you can't always know for sure because people are so uh, successful at fooling you. But I think reading the the book, getting the tips to look for can make people figure it out sooner. That's what my hope is. All right. So let's, we've got four minutes left. So let's give some really strong tips to people and what they can do. Yeah. Well, let me go back to the CARS method. Connecting, analyzing choices, responding to misinformation, and setting limits. So I talked some about connecting and analyzing, but responding to misinformation. This is important because high-conflict people distort things so much, like turning them into all or nothing. So you want to respond, but do it in a matter-of-fact way. Try not to show that you're real upset, don't get real angry, or even tell them you're real frustrated because that puts them, it kind of reinforces their emotional behavior. Just want to matter of factly, like, like you mentioned earlier, say it's a family member and they're angry because you were making noise yesterday. And rather than saying, you idiot, I wasn't even at home, 
is you can say, oh, you may not realize, but I was out of town yesterday, so that wouldn't have been me. So you just give straight information. And we have on our website a method we talk about called BIF responses. They're brief, informative, friendly, and firm for writing emails as a way of responding to misinformation. There isn't time to explain that, but it's a good matter-of-fact method. Then setting limits is so important, maybe the most important with high-conflict people, because they push the boundaries. They push you. So you have the right to set limits, but just do it matter-of-factly. Don't make it personal. Say the law doesn't allow us to do that, or the policy requires us to do this, or I'm not willing to do that. It's up to you if you are, but I'm going to have to leave, or I'm not going to be part of that particular project. So connecting, analyzing, responding, and setting limits. All right. And how would you like to, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What would be your one message? Uh, just, you know, you need to have personality awareness now, pay more attention, of course, get the book. Also look on our website, highconflictinstitute.com. We have books, we have videos, we have free articles, um, highconflictinstitute.com. There is help out there. You don't have to get stuck as somebody's target of blame. Thank you, Bill, for being on the program. It was great. Thank you. Stay on the, you. Stay on the, you're welcome. Stay on the line for a minute. Bill Eddy, the book is Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. And again, you can log on to highconflictinstitute.com. That wraps up this, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'll put you on my email list, and you can get my newsletter about all the different things that I'm doing. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.